For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. This is Your Next Step, coming to you from the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Pastor Doug McCoy. I'm with Pastor Doyle Jackson, our lead pastor. How are you, Pastor Doyle? I'm doing great. It's a great day. It is a great day. It's Friday. We are looking forward to the weekend, but I'm also looking forward to this interview you have. You uh, got to go to Colorado Springs recently. We did. This this past year, Jennifer and I, uh, well, we were out there because Jennifer was asked to speak to uh, some pastor's wives, some women in ministry in Colorado Springs. So while we were there, we went to visit uh, Focus on the Family. And it was so neat. If you you ever get to go, I would really recommend it. There's a lot of wonderful Christian ministries in Colorado Springs, but Focus on the Family is there. They took us on a tour, uh, and we got to see where Adventures and Odyssey is recorded. Yeah, the kids' show. And they have this special room, and it's got all the sound effects and all the neat stuff, and they they took us through that. Uh, Actually, the day we were there, uh, John Fuller was not there, so we didn't get to see him, but today um, I interview him, and you'll recognize his voice immediately if you've ever heard Focus on the Family. John Fuller is uh, there every day with John Daly, and he helps him with Jim Daly, and he helps with the interviews uh, every day on Focus on the Family, so it's really exciting. We got to ask him some questions and find out about his life. So you took Focus on the Family's radio fella, and uh, we're now bringing him today on our show. We're interviewing the interviewer here on Your Next Step. This is John Fuller from Focus on the Family. We hope you enjoy. Well, I'm excited today because Jennifer is here with me. And we have a special guest, John Fuller from Focus on the Family. Welcome, John. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be able to meet you and talk with you today. It's a real honor. Yeah. To do this in person is is a lot of fun. And I thought today, let's just talk about family. That's That should be down your uh, alley. And I know a thing or two. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your growing up life. Yeah. What was it like growing up John Fuller? Uh, well, I was a kid that just was not the smartest uh, person in the room, but I was a firstborn, so I always did the right thing. Ah, yes. And uh, a family of four kids, parents still married. They've been married 65 years. Wonderful. And uh, they're people of faith, not um, integrated necessarily on a big day-to-day basis, but very, very um, devout and a good moral framework. So I I led, fortunately, a pretty uneventful life. I mean, I did some stupid things, but nothing big. And I used to, when I first came to Jesus, I thought, I need a, a more bold testimony. You know, I want to be the person that did drugs, and now I'm saved. I understand that. I, <laughs> I, so I struggled like with that. I like a second-class yeah. person, because I grew up in a pretty good, intact family, and I was a pretty good kid. I was still a sinner. That's I still right. needed Jesus. That's right. But growing up um, was good in the Midwest. It was a, it was a good uh, childhood, and I'm still uh, very thankful for all that. I, I ask people this question all the time. If you could have a do-over, meaning like there was a day or a, a season in your life that was really good, and you could go back and just experience that a little bit again, what would that be? Uh, it would be my high school years after I first came to faith, because this 
crowd of high schoolers that welcomed me into the Youth for Christ group. Mm. They loved on me. They accepted me. I was I was very indistinguishable. I was not a jock. I was not a, a super smart person. I was an average high school student, struggling, insecure. Yeah. They welcomed me. I used and, to pray to be average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get up yeah, to that level yeah. is what I mean. I mean, by average, we're talking C's. So <laughs> oh. I I just I I one day woke up and and thought, what is it that they have? Yeah. And it was the love of God. Mm. And, and I soon thereafter um, made a decision to follow Jesus. So that was a really rich, wonderful time. High yes. school was hard. Yes. But that last year, year and a half, I still am friends with some of those people. We're it's the Christian community. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the foundation of the people that built into my life then is solid and, yeah. and secure. I'm thankful to God for them. And I still get to be in touch with them. That's cool. Do you yeah. think because you had stable parents, you were one of four kids that motivated you to have six children? No, that did. We, I was not motivated to have six children, Jennifer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sounds sounds beautiful. Uh, I thought we were talking four, and then we had five, and then my wife said, "Well, I think God wants us to be involved with orphans." And I said, mm. "Great, go hold orphans oh, wow. in Romania. We have a friend oh. over there." And she came back to me a few weeks later and said. I'm still praying, and I think God wants us to do more than me, just go hold orphans. And in my arrogance, I said, okay, well, that's fine. We can have another one. We can adopt one. That's, that's good. Wow. I mean, I worked at Focus. I know about the need, right? So, let, sure, let's adopt. So and that's... how hard can it be? Oh, how, yeah. how exactly, has this Jennifer. changed your exactly. life? Exactly. And God just chuckled. He said, ah, oh, this next one, John's going to help you. You're going to hate the process, but I'm going to help you reorient everything, and I'm going to show more of me than you thought possible in the day-to-day. And so that sixth child has rocked our world. He's 20 uh, uh, very soon here, and uh, he has some special needs. He's been a special gift, and it's a good. we're in a good spot after some really hard, struggling years. But God really did rock my world. I mean, he, I, he I tested your focus. I know parenting. I've done five. I had to let go of so much and relearn and just lean into, actually, I just have to remember, God loves this child more than me, and I gotta love this child somehow like God loves them. That's and, right. And I can't do that in my own power very well at all. I really, really stink at that. So I just, I've learned to lean in, pray, Take a breath, failure after failure after failure, and just keep showing up because I'm their dad, like it or not. Do you think these children teach us to reflect God uh, or God's in the teaching of us as we parent? Uh, I, I certainly think that it's been a, a, a full two-way street where I've taught them they have been tools in God's hand and remain so even as adults. I love my kids. Adult kids are harder because the stakes are higher yeah and they make their own choices and i gotta uh, yeah i wouldn't have done that but okay yeah i gotta just accept that and they have to live their story and their story's not done yet yeah and so i'm still showing up because i'm only i'm the only dad they have i mean at one point our adopted son was saying well i'm gonna get out of this family (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna unadopt me and it's like you can't you're yeah. stuck with me, dude. That's right. You don't like right. me right now, but I'm it. And even if you reject my last name and reject me, I still love you. That's right. 
because because especially uh, kids from trauma, they they have a lot of trust issues, and so I just had to give them that choice of yeah, I can't make you anything, yeah, but I can love you, and you can't stop me. So That's what do you think wonderful. are the, the biggest surprises from your children? What did they teach you the most? Unfortunately, Jennifer, things like my selfishness, uh, my rigidity in my thinking, um, my desire to have an outcome, um, my own emotional insecurities and inadequacies. Uh, you know, my life was not idyllic growing up. We had some issues in the family. We had some emotional avoidance uh, that I've equipped my kids with. And I've said, you know, the good thing is you can move on from relationships. The bad thing is you kind of avoid emotional attachments. So I've learned a a ton. Mm. And it helps to work at Focus because I get to hang around a lot of smart people who know a lot of good stuff. And I seem to be a a silent uh, counselee at the table. For so many of the interviews that we do at that's Focus. right you're always a, I find I'm always a pastor no matter where I am mm-hmm. you know because you don't you don't get away from that so thank you for listening today we're uh, talking with John Fuller from focus on the family we've been talking about family and just uh, your family but maybe we'll pivot right now sure. and, and tell us what are you learning at focus right now about the families in America like maybe what are the big questions you guys are getting? Mm-hmm. And then what do you see as the greatest issue facing families in our world today? The, the greatest single issue, in my mind, and as I read the scriptures and as I understand what's going on, is the spiritual battle, the enemy. The enemy of our souls doesn't like the image of God. Yes. He's no longer in God's presence. He's free on this earth to do what he wishes. He wishes to destroy God's image bearers. He does that through abortion. He does that through divisiveness and broken families. Mm -hmm. And he does it with great effect because where the family breaks down, there's more poverty, there's more uh, behavioral issues for kids. There's just, there are so many negative indicators and so many positive reasons to try to keep families together. Not because we know how to do it perfectly, but because there's a security, there's a safety, and there's a an image of God's hand when we do it well. So to the extent we can, we live authentically and we understand that there's a spiritual element to family that we had better pay attention to. So you got to know the enemy and name him and start working against him. And that doesn't mean, hey, let's stay together just to show the devil. No, it's because God has something better. But the culture certainly isn't... The government's not supporting families anymore. No, no. The culture isn't supporting families anymore. The entertainment industry is... I mean, it's bad to be in a traditional nuclear family. I mean, you wouldn't want people not lying and, you know, being honorable and being kind. What we try to teach in our families, usually families try to teach that stuff. They don't teach bad behaviors. Most of us want our kids to learn good. So it's a spiritual issue at the heart, and then it's the whole of, of the culture. And I, I don't want to point all externally. It's a lot of apathy, you yeah. know? I, I, I got married and had kids. I didn't know what I was doing. There's, I mean, there, I listened to Focus on the Family, and I read books, but it's yes. hard to implement yes. good, authentic, Christian living in the family because there's just something about the dynamics there, you know. 
My, my spouse brings out things in me. My kids bring things out. And, and I can lean in and learn, or I can just say whatever and walk away. Yep. So those are some quick answers to a huge problem. We could spend all day talking about That's this. That's right. That's right. Well, and I think the local church, um, I think we've—I'll speak for the church's side of it. I think the local church at times has failed to show up the way we needed to mm-hmm. over the past years. We've, we keep trying to be liked by our culture. We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, we have a great free resource we want to share with our friends. It is a copy of your great message, Great Hope, The Cross. This is going to be a PDF digital download. If they go to DoyleJackson.com, give us their email, it'll be sent to them. What is the value of having that message on uh, PDF as well as hearing it through the radio? Well, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, number one, we learn things best when we get to see them, when we get to hear them, and somehow when we get to be kinetically involved with them, we get our hands involved. And and that's what we want our our friends to do because you're partnering with us. You're listening and and we want to give this to you. And then I'm praying that you'll pray this prayer out loud. That's part of this lesson. Uh, we go through in this lesson the the eight things that Christ provided on the cross. He provided forgiveness. He provided healing. He provided righteousness. I'm not going to give you all eight right now. Right. You got to go right. and get it because if you begin to pray that aloud over your life, it'll transform the way you think about Jesus and the way you think about yourself, because it transforms us to confess that aloud. We're beginning to engage with what God is is doing when we start to, yep. to it's just like when you hear somebody quote a scripture yep. and you're like, well, I want to look it up. You're engaging even more. This is a chance to engage even more with the cross. So go to DoyleJackson.com, put in your email, you'll get this PDF. We believe it's going to bless your life. Thanks for listening to Your Next Step. Now back to our conversation with John Fuller from Focus on the Family. It'll teach bad behaviors. Most of us want our kids to learn good. So it's a spiritual issue at the heart, and then it's the whole of of the culture. And I, I don't want to point all externally. It's a lot of apathy, you yeah. know? I, I, I got married and had kids. I didn't know what I was doing there. I mean, I listened to Focus on the Family and I read books, but it's yes. hard to implement yes. good, authentic Christian living in the family because there's just something about the dynamics there. You know, my, my spouse brings out things in me. My kids bring things out. And, and I can lean in and learn or I can just say whatever and walk away. Yep. So those are some quick answers to a huge problem. We could spend all day talking about That's this. right. That's right. Well, and I think the local church, um, I think we've, I'll speak for the church's side of it. I think the local church at times has failed to show up the way we needed to mm-hmm. over the past years. We've, we keep trying to be liked by our culture. And because of that, we've given families signals that our culture is healthy. And, um, you know, we come into this world as sinners and the society at large is into sinning, and we're a 
we're a countercultural movement. The church mm-hmm. is, if yeah. that's if that's what culture is about. And yeah. so that's why we've needed focus on the family. I want you to know it's been a huge help to us and so many families around the country mm-hmm. over the years. And I, I so appreciate just you guys standing there in the gap and helping. But now I've been in, in the church for 30 years, and I've been trying to stand in the gap on the local level, you know, encouraging people to follow the biblical way. Mm-hmm. And um, when I look around the country, I, um, I don't, I have to be honest, I know I probably haven't done the best job in the local church, but uh, I've certainly laid down my life for the kingdom and the sheep, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's what people don't understand about the local church and the need for the families. It, the church is important to that. Can I share a quick sure, story? Sure. I, I'm going to brag in our little church. We've been part of a church community for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's had ups and downs. It's grown. It's shrunk. Um, we've been plugged into a small group for 20 years, yeah. 20 plus years. In the early days, after we adopted our son, we had this routine my wife would take the kids to church uh, for Sunday school, and then she would come home between Sunday school and the service, and I'd hand her our son, and I'd go to church and then bring the kids home. So we tag-teamed it because he, mm-hmm. he just couldn't go into the nursery. And then he reached an age where it's like, okay, he's, he's two-something, so let's take him to church. And uh, he screamed bloody murder. For wow. the we've, we've heard time. that. Yeah. We, we heard it. All the way in Ohio. No, <laughs> We've yeah, heard that with awful. kids. Well, he had attachment issues. He yes. was traumatized. That's right. And this is another traumatic situation, and the only person I sort of know is leaving. That's so, right. I mean, I, I understand it. It's logical. But I wept because mm-hmm. it's like, I guess I can't be part of church anymore. And this church surrounded us, and they mm-hmm. welcomed us. Um, I mean, we'd been there, so it wasn't yeah. welcoming us, but they... Uh, Jennifer was the name of the gal who ran the nursery. She was young and sharp, and she was not going to say no. She said, let me try something. So we got to church the next week, and she said, here, I'll take him. And she just held our son the whole time. And he screamed a lot, but he eventually learned to calm down. He integrated. But it wasn't without challenges. So fast forward now, he's fourth grade, and I'm in the service, and they they get my attention from the aisle and they call me back and it's like um he ran off <laughs> okay so what happened well substitute teacher he was acting out put your kid in the in the corner kid didn't like it called him some really bad names and oh. ran out oh, wow so i went outside where is he i finally found him kind of calmed him down walked hand in hand for about 20 minutes and just as church is getting out, something tripped, and he went all nuts on me. He just went crazy, mm. raging at me. And he started hitting me and yelling at me and screaming, and I, I kind of just sat down. I crumpled and held him, and he was whispering just the most awful things mm. in my ear. Meanwhile, the church is out, and people are walking by. There's not one gawker. There's not one person looking at me saying, what's up with you? They just accepted. And That's they right. Moved, and, and the next week, I'm talking to the pastor's wife, and I said, what happened last week? And she said, oh, that substitute teacher, he shouldn't have been doing that. You're fine. Mm-hmm. That was grace mm-hmm. to a family with a challenge. That's yes. right. That's the power of a strong local church that says, That's right. we aren't perfect. We aren't perfect families here. We don't expect your family to be perfect. 
we know you, we love you, we're sorry for what happened. Now, I'm not saying this because nobody came up and said, how can I help? They, they didn't need to do that. I had it. I just had a boy that was raging. That's right. He had but a, that was such a beautiful demonstration to me of God's grace. That's right. At the local church level. So look around, take the hard kids. That's right. We actually have somebody at That's the church good. that has brought children, unchurched kids from single or, or no adult homes. And he brings them to the church and it's messy and it, it kind of messes up with your, your vibe, but it's really good. It's yeah. holy. Those holy moments are the messiest. That's right. So we've thank done you that for your commitment. To we've the done that for 30 years of our life and it's 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 an important part of the kingdom yeah. and the world needs that right now. They need the gospel of Jesus Christ in a real group of people and in a real place. Lived out in a safe, inviting, authentic right. way cuz I am, you know, I mean if Paul could say I'm chiefest of sinners, mm-hmm. didn't Paul say that? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm right there close to him. Yeah. But let me let Jesus love through me. Yeah. Well, and as a family, you also chose, we're going to choose church. You had to make a decision to choose church as well in that yeah. process. And I think choosing the Bible, choosing church again and again is what we need in America. It will help us so much if we'll make that decision. We do have choices to lean into and to have our minds renewed by God's Word and to, to live in authentic community as they did in the book of Acts. We're yeah. going through the book of Acts in our Sunday school class really challenging because it's like wow they really lived it didn't they their lives and, are on the line every day i think there are days coming for us to prove that that actually this jesus i talk about is more than hypothetical yeah i know him and i know he said you're going to suffer for me take heart i'm with you my spirit's with you and ultimately that's going to shine the light on god even in hard times or maybe especially in hard times that's right we were looking at Acts recently, and we were looking at how many times they were lied about by, yes. by right. the Jews, mm-hmm. by the local authorities, by the, by the politicians, and it didn't, the church didn't stop. They didn't stop sharing the gospel. Right. They didn't get quiet. They said, no, this is our opportunity to shine. <laughs> And, and that's what I see. We get, to, we get to be a real contrast in this season. We are excited about what God has opened the doors for. So, yeah, we are too at Focus on the Family. We're trying our best to equip people to live authentically for Christ, strong, confident, not confrontational, although there that's is right. room for that. That's Biblically right. confrontational. But we want to love people well, right in our own neighborhoods, in our, starting in our own family, but then in our neighborhoods and in our communities. And if we do that, I think there's great hope for the coming days. That's right. What a great time we've had together. Thank you. Yeah. This has been a great time with John Fuller today. I want to ask you to do one more thing. Yeah. Would you pray for us today? Mm. Pray for families as we close today. Yeah. And just uh, go before the Lord on behalf of families. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we want to just uh, walk in, Doyle and Jennifer and me, uh, into your throne room and just thank you. You had a plan, and it is baffling how you take opposites and bring us together, and you say that's a sacred, holy relationship in marriage. And then you bring kids, you bless through the world. I I think of the Abrahamic covenant, that covenant where you said, I want you to multiply and bless the world. And so we thank you for the purpose of families. We thank you that you're in the mess. You're in the strife and conflict because your spirit can guide us to a better way and we can live out in healthy relationship, 
and love the world more effectively. I, I pray for every family that's listening, every family member that's listening. Um, would you speak through your word in the coming days? And would you guide and direct and show us how we can improve in our own relationships with you and with our family members and then with our neighbors and friends? And uh, I thank you for Doyle. I thank you for Jennifer. I thank you for their commitment to you. Blessings on them, I pray, as well. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. That was John Fuller from Focus on the Family, his interview with Pastor Doyle. I suppose he does have the better radio voice, Pastor Doyle. We talked oh, about gosh. that. Yeah, he's he. I, I think he's like the voice version of butter. I don't know yeah. what you want to say, but well, he, he's it's got like me smooth. Beat. Yeah, he does. And but but what I loved about this interview was he he really saw the importance of the local church. That's mm-hmm. what came out in the interview that I had with him. I just remember that conversation. There, there was like a turn in the middle of that conversation. He began to really share how he needed the local church. Sometimes we think, you know, people in ministry, you know, well, they know God and they get to see all these great people and they don't need the local church. And he said the way the local church loved him in the middle of a hard place with raising children that had just some real special uh, situations and the church was there with them and loved them and and that's why we encourage you to come to church to be a part of the body of Christ you'll never know when something's going to happen in your life and you need people that are strong people that are loving and have a godly worldview that you can lean on. Absolutely. There is nothing like the local church. We'd love to invite our friends out there to visit our church. We're at 5755 Fetter Road in Columbus, Ohio. Services 5 p.m. Saturday night, 920 and 11 a.m. on Sunday. One more thing, though, Pastor Doyle, that I think we got to mention. I was doing my devotions yesterday, yeah. and as my devotion app started on my phone, a little window came up said, will you donate? Uh, I listened to them every day, and they yeah. were saying, hey, would you contribute to our ministry a little bit? I did, because I benefit from that app. I want to participate with them. I want to contribute what they're doing. People can do the same here with uh, yeah. Your Next Step. Yeah, if you feel like God is blessing you and helping you, uh, please go to our website. You can go to thechurchnextdoor.org and hit the Donate button and and support the digital ministry because that's how you're hearing this today. We would love to have your support. We don't ask for it a lot. We don't put a lot of pressure there. We trust you to appreciate us in that way. Absolutely. There's just a little button that says give. I believe it's the top right. That's how my family and I give. And uh, we would appreciate you doing that as well. So that's the churchnextdoor.org. Click the give button. It will talk you through the process. Thank you for doing that. And please come back because we have more for you on Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to help keep us on the air, visit DoyleJackson.com and click Give. That's DoyleJackson.com. You can also send a check to the church next door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time. 
for your next step. 